Hey folks, it's Christopher Talent here. I just wanted to remind you that my book comes out this summer very soon, beginning of June. Didn't mean to rhyme, but I did. At any rate, the name of the book is Switchers. Teams in 1996 fight for their lives against time travelers from the future, including themselves. That's out this summer, and I will be at Farmhouse Wellness this summer on the third Saturday of June, July, and August. That's June 18th, July 16th, and August 20th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and there'll even be a toke tent. So mark your calendars. If you're over 21, you're in the Grand Rapids area, go to Farmhouse Wellness. Check them out at farmhousewellness.com or look them up on Facebook or Instagram at Farmhouse Wellness. And listen to my interview with Casey, the owner of Farmhouse Wellness, the only locally owned and operated dispensary in Grand Rapids. Okay, now here comes the show. Welcome to Creative Ops podcast for creative people. Hey everybody, welcome back to Creative Ops. I'm Christopher Talon, as you already know. This week is a solo show, and I'm not really sure exactly what got me thinking about it, but I was thinking about the Pledge of Allegiance, and the flag, and the Star Spangled Banner, and those kinds of things, and I was thinking, that's interesting that all these years after they were created, they're still part of the culture, so I wanted to do a deep dive, so that's what I did. Here you go. So the Pledge of Allegiance started as a <laughs> as an ad marketing campaign, more or less. According to jstore.org, which is a uh, place that colleges often tell you is... If you're going to find something from an online site, find it from there. Kind of a place. They said that there was a magazine called Youth's Companion, and they were trying to sell flags through their magazine. So a man named James Upham launched a campaign to encourage the display of American flags in classrooms to promote American patriotism and to sell flags to the schools through the magazine. And it sounded like from this, not too many people were keen on writing the thing. So they gave it to a minister named Francis Bellamy, who was a hobby poet, and he wrote what we have come to know as the Pledge of Allegiance. However, the Pledge of Allegiance has gone through a couple of different iterations. The first version was written and published in 1892. The original read, I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. In 1923, the words, the flag of the United States of America were added. So then it read, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Then in 1954, in response to the communist threat of the times, President Eisenhower encouraged Congress to add the words, under God. And now, even though Bellamy's daughter objected to this alteration, today it reads, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So, yeah, we've changed it quite a bit, I suppose. And an interesting fact, the Pledge of Allegiance was originally meant to be said with the right arm outward, hand uplifted, palm downward, to a line with the forehead and close to it, which if you stick your hand out and do that, 
looks kind of like a different kind of salute that became popular around World War II, which is why it was then amended to be modeled after the ancient Roman salute, but instead of the fist over the heart, it was hand over the heart because, you know, it looked kind of like uh, the thing that that crazy guy in Germany was doing. But yeah, all uh, all to sell flags, and not just sell flags, but to sell flags on the anniversary of Columbus Day. So, an interesting history to say the least. So the American flag, most of us know a lot of the things there are to know about the flag. So I'm not going to get too much into it other than to say that the flag became officially a thing in 1777 and then went through something like 27 changes between then and 1960. Never really more than a few years in between, you know, with the addition of stars and things like that as new states came into play. And then in 1960, the flag just became what it is and has been that way ever since. 50 stars were added July 4th, 1960 to incorporate Hawaii, which became a state August 21st, 1959. And since then, it's been what it is. And the flag is the inspiration for the Star Spangled Banner, which we all know. But there was actually a specific flag in a specific place that was the inspiration. So let's get into that. The Star Spangled Banner is actually a poem that was set to some different music. So it's kind of a remix of a different song, if you will. But let's start with the history of the poem, okay? So the poem was originally called The Defense of Fort McHenry by a man named Francis Scott Key. And Key wrote this poem after one of his friends had been taken prisoner by the British. So he went to the ship where his friend was being held to try to negotiate his release. And they said that they both had to stay where they were until the British were done bombarding Fort McHenry. And so this dude just watched as this fort was bombarded by the British and they couldn't take the fort down. And so they eventually just gave up and they were really happy to see the flag still flying throughout the whole thing. And so the guy wrote this poem. It got published in newspapers. It became kind of famous. And then they said, hey, we should sing this. So they picked an old drinking song. Well, it wasn't old then, I suppose. It was written in 1775 and it was called To Anacreon in Heaven written by a composer named John Stafford Smith, who was a, apparently a member of a gentleman's music club, wrote this song in honor of the Greek poet Anacreon, who really liked wine. But uh, the poem itself actually had a couple extra verses. And because at the time the British were offering uh, refuge to any slaves who took up against the United States, that poem specifically calls out any slaves who took that offer from the British and says that uh, they're going to have to fear the grave. So interesting times, interesting poem. And uh, we just kind of took that poem, remixed one verse of it over an old drinking song, and now we sing it before baseball games. So that's all I got. Hopefully you enjoyed that little glance at uh, some of the creative things that have been woven into our history. If you felt like some of that stuff is negative, well, I mean, some of it is definitely pretty negative. But uh, it is part of the culture. It is part of the history. And it's good to know those parts of your history so that uh, moving forward, we can make things a little bit better. Right? Let's hope so, anyway. All right, folks, I'm going to try to get you out of here under 10 minutes. So let's bring in the music.
All right, there it is. So remember, folks, Farmhouse Wellness has stuff going on this summer. Art markets on June 18th, July 16th, August 20th. That's the third Saturday of June, July, and August from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. I'll be there selling books. My friends will be there selling art. And they'll also be, you know, it's at a dispensary, so you got to be 21 years old. They'll be selling marijuana, and they'll have a toke tent. So come on out. It'll be fun. Buy a book. Buy some art. Buy some weed. Have a good time. All right, everybody. See you next time. Mwah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Weird, right?